Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. Today, I wanted to talk about, try and keep it short and sweet, kind of keep it light, I guess. Uh, something I've talked about, or at least I wanted to talk about on YouTube, maybe back in the day. Maybe I've recorded some stuff and never never made it through the cutting room, uh, on the cutting room floor or whatever, on the editing stage. But it's something that is... Uh, a question of mine as well as something that we all deal with in the industry. And that's what do you guys do with, with the rain? Do you guys mow in the rain? Do you work in the rain? What do you do in the rain? And it might seem kind of like whatever, you know, of, of a question or topic, maybe not, you know, maybe you might think it's fluff, but just, just bear with me. Just, just hang in there for a minute. Here's my perspective. Like, and everyone has their own perspective. There's different parts of the country. Uh, I currently have an employee that's from the state of Washington, and he said that rain is nothing to him because it rains all the time. Like he's from outside the Seattle, Washington area. So those of you that know, um, you know, and if you don't, Seattle is one of the rainiest parts of the country or rainiest states or whatever places to live in, in the United States of America. And it's, it's kind of depressing. You know, I, I think he was giving me all kinds of stats about, you know, like highest depression, suicide, whatever, you know, it could be making some of those, some of those things up. But I do remember him saying that it is, it, you know, there's, there's some facts there. There's some statistics of it not being the, the happiest place on earth. That's for sure. Just because it's, raining so much like it seems like it rains like every other day or something he whatever the stat he was told me all the different stats because he lived there his whole life uh, until recently so you know it's it's just kind of not a happy place from uh, that standpoint from it raining all the time and being cloudy and the, you know when 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 there's not a lot of sun i mean as human beings we need some vitamin d we need you know the, the sun the uv rays um within moderation right but if if you have ever experienced being, you know, winter is typically cloudier and colder. And even when the sun's out, it's not as warm, but that when the sun is out in the winter, you feel better. I don't know if any of you have experienced that, but when it's, when it's not sunny for a while and then it is, there's a difference, like obviously in temperature and, and, and light, but it also feels different physically. We feel a little more energized. Uh, we, you know, our, our mood changes a little bit and so on. So aside from all that, they had no choice but to work in the rain all the time. Or in addition to that, I should say, you know, back to the topic here. Uh, He he was used to working in the rain all the time. So I I get that there are certain parts of the country where this isn't even a conversation. So, you know, you you know, but just 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 hear me out on some of the key points that 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 I have here about this whole situation. So a typical thing that I've heard over the years, over the last eight years I've been doing this on social media and local peers and mentors, you know, when it rains, um, you usually do like, you know, non-billable work, right? Like you do maintenance and, and um, paperwork and all, all the stuff that, that kind of like you just push to the, to the back burner or your, or the back of your mind or, you know, stick, stick in a corner or whatever, you know, you reorganize the shop or storage or garage or your truck or all the above, whatever is applicable to you, you know, all all the stuff that you typically don't have quote unquote downtime to really fool around with this kind of, that kind of, those kind of things. They're not like super urgent matters, you know, like some, you know, flat tire, you got to fix it, you know, otherwise you can't move on to the next 
property or any properties, like things like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's washing, you know, equipment, it's, you know, doing the, the, finally getting to the oil change, you know, uh, that's, you know, maybe only, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours past due or something, you know, um, obviously that becomes critical if you let it go too long, you know, stuff like that, you know, changing spark plugs, air filters, so on and so forth. Um, that there's so many things. And then all the office type stuff, you know, as the owner, owner operator, if you don't have, um, someone in, in your office or in a virtual assistant of any kind that can do some of that stuff, whether it be the bookkeeping or whatever, you know, aspect of your business you need to do behind the scenes stuff, sending emails, sending out quotes, you know, doing sales calls or, you know, what, whatever, all those things are typically responses to, well, what, what do you do when you can't actually physically do work because it's raining? You know, that, that's, that's, that's a, a popular response. But before we dive into um, my opinion on that is what, what about, you know, what do, do you, uh, when don't you work in the rain? Like what's, is, does it have to be pouring for you not to work? Does it have to be a little bit of drizzle? Does it have to be any kind of moisture for you not to work? Or does it not matter? Do you just work all the time? Because in my opinion, in my experience, it becomes counterproductive. Like I'm, I, I'm not all about, I was gonna say I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm not really all about working in the rain because don't get me wrong, it does get to be, um, you know, unenjoyable, you know, like it becomes, it starts to become miserable when your socks are soaked and no matter how waterproof your boot, I mean, I guess if you have super waterproof boot, like actual legit high quality waterproof boots or, you know, whether they're rubber boots or whatever, you know, then hopefully your feet will never get wet. But typically most work boots will eventually reach their maximum point of saturation. And even though they say they're waterproof, it just takes the tiniest little break in a seal somewhere after walking in them, you know, 10, 20,000 steps a day for, you know, five or six months before they start getting little cracks and, and, and water starts seeping in and soaking into your socks. Just, just, just a little spot, you know, it's not like the whole boot's going to get flooded up or anything, just a little bit, you know, and it just starts soaking in your, before you know it, your feet are, are, are just, sopping wet because your socks are soaking wet. And, you know, if it's cold, then that's a factor. Um, you know, your clothes will eventually get wet, if not immediately, you know, unless you have a whole rain suit on. And that's like, what is the point? You know, how, how much work can you get done if you're, if, if it's raining so bad that you're in a rain suit, you know? So obviously that's, that's miserable from a physical standpoint, but I, I, I'm all about working in the rain when I need to get stuff done or whatever. Like I'm saying, like, I'm not, I'm not going to run away, you know, from, from, oh my gosh, as soon as it's the first sprinkle, let's get time to pack it up. Let's go. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, um, that kind of a person. I know there are some people that are a lot more, um, sensitive, I guess is, is the best word, um, to the rain, to being wet and all that, you know? And, and I mean, hopefully you can find, good people that aren't that sensitive to the rain so that if it rains, you know, in the middle of a yard or in the middle of the day, you can finish what you're doing and maybe hopefully it'll just be passing by and you just hang out in the truck or whatever for a little while, go take early lunch or something. And then, uh, depending on the timing of it, obviously, and, and then it'll stop hopefully. And then you can go back out after it. Or if it looks like it's just going to be like a slow, steady or off and on rain and, you know, you only have a uh, a few more hours worth of work or something and and you guys can just tough it out hopefully you know but again here's now the pros and cons to all that so any kind of rain so so to me if 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 it rains enough that it makes the entire driveway slash sidewalk slash street 
wet, then it's going to make cutting lawns extremely difficult and almost counterproductive because it takes you twice, if not three times as long to blow any grass, dirt, and debris that may have potentially gotten on there, which is, which is impossible to keep any, everything off. Uh, you know, even if you have a mulch on your mower, trimming, edging, a little bit of stuff still going to get here and there. And, and it ends up, you know, taking a lot longer than it should to blow it off of a wet surface because it's like glue. Everything just sticks to it and just kind of melts and just gets, just gets awful. And, and then you end up just sitting there just walking around blowing everything forever. And you're like, man, it's still raining and potentially. So it, it, it makes it, makes it um, a quick, you know, 20 minute, you know, 55, $60 a yard turn into a very unprofitable, you know, 45 minute, 55 to $60 yard, you know, like it's, it's just not, that's not what you're in, but you're in business to make money and be as efficient as possible, especially when it comes to mowing lawns, cutting grass, that is typically a lower profit margin service. So you want to make sure that you're being smart about everything, having the right equipment, the right clients, the right amount of route density or the right, you know, properties close together to create that route density, right clients that are appreciative of your hard work and not going to nitpick and give you a hard time over every little thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, the right time of day, the right days of the week, all, all, all these things, you know, you want to factor all this kind of stuff in so that you can be as profitable as possible when, it, especially when it comes to cutting lawns. So I typically try to pivot out of cutting grass if it looks like it's going to be a rainy day or a drizzly day or it starts raining, you know, in the second, uh, in the middle of the day. Uh, and if, if we're that backed up or we have that much on our schedule and we didn't, you know, we didn't see the rain coming, like it wasn't in the forecast and it surprised us or whatever. And we, and we just really need to get stuff done. Then we just need to pivot. We need to pivot out of cutting grass and move on to the next thing on our list, whether that be trimming bushes, because that's something you can do in the rain. It does create a mess. Uh, it is a little bit messier because, you know, everything's sticking to to you, your gloves, if, you, if you're wearing gloves or your hands, you know, you, you know, where, where, wherever, you know, so it's, it's a little bit trickier, but it's not like you're get, it's you're not on any hard surfaces typically. I mean, if you're up, the bushes are close to a walkway, then yeah, some stuff might be getting on there. So you got to be careful not to get too much things on there because of the dirt and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, and, and the, the debris from the bushes will, will kind of start staining up the walkway and things depending on what, what kind it is, light concrete, stuff like that. But ultimately you can trim bushes all day long as long as it's not pouring rain, right? There's really nothing you can do in the pouring rain. So let's just get that, let's just get that, you know, out. I mean, I, I don't think, and typically when it's pouring rain, it's because it's a thunderstorm and, you know, there's lightning and all that. That's not safe. Let's get all that out. 11 minutes into the, into the episode, I should have led with that. <laughs> let's get that out the way, right? Like no one should be, in my opinion, and I feel like everyone should follow this opinion, e even my, you know, guy from Washington, you know, they would not work in the thunder and lightning. Like when there's thunderstorms, that's dangerous. There's no need to risk anyone's life for that. As well as it's typically pouring rain and you can't do anything when it's pouring. You can't even see when it's pouring rain. You can have a rain suit on and you, you can't see what you're doing. Equipment's not going to work properly, power equipment anyway. Like, you know, so it, it's just, that's really like going to just shut you down there when it's pouring rain. But if it's just drizzling off and on, steady to to spotty, whatever, misty, all that kind of nonsense throughout the day, 
you can work you can work with that again depending on your sensitivity to rain depending on how full your schedule is um, depending on what work you're trying to get done so you could trim bushes you're not going to do mulch in the rain in, in, in any kind of wetness so that's something you want to avoid is mulch because it, especially if you're doing any dyed mulch you know that dye is going to just start running off on everything and it's going to look terrible the mulch is going to be faded and look terrible and then you're going to make a huge mess everywhere you're going to get mulch stains all over you all over any any surface that the mulch comes in contact with so on and so forth so mulch is a is a big no-no when it's raining you can blow leaves if it's rainy obviously that's going to potentially i mean sometimes i i prefer blowing leaves in the rain again we're not talking about pouring rain we're talking about you know off and on you know drizzle you know light light rain stuff like that you know steady on and off type stuff um, where the surfaces are wet. So you don't want to cut grass because it's just everything's going to stick to it. It's going to take forever to blow it off. As well as eventually the ground, depending, especially depending on the time of year, the ground will start to get saturated and muddy and you just start making mud tracks everywhere no matter what mower you use. And, you, and you'll start you know, leaving lawns not looking good. You might not damage them, but you, they won't look good if, you, if there's mud tracks all over. Whether it's little skinny mud tracks everywhere or big, wide, you know, zero turn mud tracks everywhere. You know, you might even create ruts if the ground gets soft enough and, you know, the tires start sinking down in there. Like so many reasons why you shouldn't be mowing in the rain unless you're in the middle of a yard and it rains and you just got to do your best finishing up unless it starts pouring. Then you just got to tap out and come back the next day or later that day if it ever stops. But these other services, you know, again, back to, to, to leaves, you know, I, I sometimes I prefer blowing leaves when it's raining a little bit than when it's dry and windy. Because when it's dry and windy, yeah, the leaves are super light and fluffy and blow anywhere you want them to, you know, without them being stuck in the ground and being all wet and whatnot and heavier and making a mess on everything, right? You accidentally blow some up against the side of a house and it just destroys the side of the house with a muddy, dirty, leafy mess everywhere um, versus when they're dry that you could just blow them directly at the house and nothing would happen. And if there's anything on the house, that would just blow off too when you blow blow that. But the the wind also blows those dry leaves um, all over the place where the wind wants to take the leaves. So it's not usually where you want the leaves to go. So that's sometimes I prefer to be wet, you know, the leaves to be a little wet so I can kind of control where the leaves go a little bit easier, but it is a little bit messier, of course, obviously. So you have to be a bit more careful if you're blowing around a house or any white cars, got to love the white cars in the driveways, right? Um, you know, all those kind of things you want to be careful of, but that's something that you can also do. So these are just some different, you know, just throwing out some different services that, that, uh, that I do, that I have done and that can be done that you can pivot in, out of mowing lawns and into those services if you really need to keep the ball rolling and keep, you know, your schedule moving forward. Maybe, you know, just switch some things around the schedule. Like maybe you're planning on doing some of these other services later in the week or the fall or the next day. So you just got to flip flops and email out to your clients. Hey, rain, we're going to finish pick, you know, we're going to pick up the mowing list tomorrow. And we're going to do some other things today, like, you know, blow leaves or trim shrubs or whatever. So, uh, I say all that to just, you know, share my, my feedback and my um, opinions and experiences when it comes to that. Hey, friends, Mr. Producer here, and I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now. 
and I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I want to talk about the multi-force leaf plow attachment. So this is literally a plow, but it's for leaves. So again, as always, if you want the visuals, go ahead and click the link in the episode description to take you to toro.com and you can uh, take you right to there to the page for the leaf plow and you can check that out uh, and see what it looks like. But basically it looks like a giant snow plow uh, with two wheels on the bottom and kind of like 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 a rake all the way along the bottom, you know, like the it's all aluminum and it's it so the the rake is kind of like like um you know like tines it it, it literally looks like a, a giant rake which helps you scoop up any debris and leaves uh, for you to push big piles of debris and leaves where the blowers uh, may be you know as you know if if you've done leaf removal before and as you start blowing you know all the leaves out of the nooks and crannies, mulch beds ac- across the lawn, and you're clearing it all off. Eventually, you accumulate such a, a big enough pile that it's hard for you to move it, even with the most powerful backpack blowers. So it's it's a lot easier uh, for you to get the leaf plow, and then you can just push the piles wherever you need to go, to the curb to suck it up with a leaf vac, or into the woods if there's some natural areas that you're going to. Um, and, and so that that that's really beneficial for that. Uh, it does have a lot of like holes, you know, it's kind of almost looks like, like, um, like mesh to a certain extent all the way around, uh, the whole, the whole thing so that it kind of gives you that airflow. Uh, but basically it's just meant for easily moving wet leaves, debris, just big, massive piles of stuff from one place to another without damaging the turf. Because like I said, at the, uh, at the, on the bottom, it's just like a rake. So you're just kind of like combing through the, the, the turf as you're moving along, um, the piles of leaves and debris and it easily attaches to the multi-force uh the hitch attached hitch receiver it easily attaches there you can fold it up so that you can easily store it on trailers and and so on um and it's it's heavy duty you know i I misspoke it's not aluminum it's it's steel galvanized steel and it's just built to last and basically if you think about any leaf removal jobs that you've done in the past another example uh, where you would normally be tarping large piles of leaves, right? Because you get to that point where you've got these big piles of leaves and debris and you really can't move it anymore with backpack blowers. Like I said, what do you do a lot of times? You you either blow those piles onto a tarp or rake it onto a tarp and then you drag the tarp wherever you got to go. Again, to the curb, to suck it up or up in your trailer or truck bed or into the woods. Either way, you know, that's drag, that's tarping and dragging and it takes longer and more energy. So using a leaf plow eliminates the, the need to do that. You can just push those piles instead. So again, for all the full details and the visuals, since this is all audio, check out the link in the episode description for Toro.com. I started to talk about maintenance and what people do when it's raining too much to do any of those things. So like when it's pouring rain, it's thunder and lightning and all that. What do you do then, right? And so many people have so many different, um, 
you know, non-billable answers, you know, all the things that I said, all the miscellaneous things, all the maintenance, all the organizing, all the paperwork, all the computer stuff, blah, 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 blah. And that is all valid things. I've done plenty of that stuff as well. But here's something I've learned in eight years. I'd rather plan and be as proactive as possible, right? There's rarely a time that it rains bad enough. If, if it rains bad enough that you can't work, typically you know that in advance. Like it's not like it just sprung up that day. In the summer, you've got thunderstorms that blow blow in and blow out. That happens, but that doesn't ruin your day. That just ruins an hour or a couple hours or whatever. Um, but when you have, you know, in the spring, in the fall, in the winter, when that's more of a thing where you've got rainy days, that stuff is in the forecast, you know, way out in advance. Of course, the, you know, no one's ever accurate. No one ever really knows the weather, right? We have these jokes about, there's those jokes out there that meteorologists are like, you know, what, what other job do you know that you can be wrong most of the time and still keep your job or something like that, you know, because meteorologists try their best to predict the weather, but the weather is unpredictable, just like everything else in nature. You know, it's not something that you can, it's not controllable. It's not, so, at least not yet. It's not something that we figured out how to, how to control, nor, nor probably should we to a certain extent. But at any rate, there's always like potential chances and all that kind of stuff. And depending on your, your, you know, part of the country, you know, your, your region, your climate, all that, and your, the meteorologists and the, you know, weather, um, apps that you use. I use multiple weather apps and look at them and come up with my own, you know, my own uh, idea, my own hi- hypothesis or whatever, my, you know, my, my own summary um, of what I think is going to happen. And I'm actually usually accurate, <laughs> um, more accurate a lot of times than, than the weather people. Um, I mean, the day of the weather people are pretty on point. I mean, go figure, you know, they say if it's raining and they say it's raining, they're a hundred percent right. <laughs> But uh, I can usually try and figure it out leading up to it. And in that day, like how long is it going to last? How bad is it going to be? I'm checking radar on multiple apps and all different things and just trying to figure it all out. But my point with all that is you can typically plan ahead of time. And that's what the actual answer, in my opinion, should be and is for me is to not wait until a rainy day to do all these random things that need to be done anyway. They may not be on the top priority, but they're still a priority. Otherwise, they wouldn't be something that you do on a rainy day. I would much rather schedule appropriately, you know, make sure I don't have more work than I can handle, more work than the team can handle in, in, in a work week, plan for any potential rain, plan for maintenance, have all that in, worked into the schedule. We're going to have, you know, we're going to do do oil changes this day. We're going to wash the mowers that day or all the same day or whatever. What, you know, you know, do, do paperwork every morning or, you know, utilize CRMs or virtual assistants or whatever to reduce the amount of paperwork that even needs to be done. There shouldn't even technically be any paperwork. It should all be quote unquote computer work, right? App work, whatever, tech stuff, but still, you know, phone calls, emails, going on properties and, and, and checking, you know, checking stuff out or giving quotes to people and things like that. Like there's ways to reduce that too and, and systematize that, batch that um, so that it can be done regularly. So it doesn't build up 
for a quote unquote rainy day, right? So we're not saving these things for rainy days because I quite honestly would rather take the rainy day off and let my guys take the rainy day off and not feel like we're being penalized for it. Like, oh man, well, we get the day off. We can't even do anything in the outside in the rain that we want to do like you know, like on our day off, like we can't do anything nice outside because it's raining. And of course we get a rainy day off, but then now we're going to have to, you know, work harder, longer hours, or now we have to work on Saturday or whatever. Like, no, that's, that's not what I want to happen. I want the to, and you know, I'm not hundred percent there either in, in full transparency, but this is what I, how I feel and what I want to be the every week goal. Like this is what I want to be the consistent outcome is to have a schedule so that all of this is built in so that if, if we do have a rainy day, we can just rearrange some things if we need to in the schedule and just enjoy that day off, not worry about being okay. Well now we have like a whole day's worth of miscellaneous stuff that we've been saving for a rainy day that now we can do all this stuff and we have to work an extra day because, because think about it. If your guys are, 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 uh, you know, working five days and one of those is a rainy day. So you, you can't get that day's work of worth of billable work done. So now it has to be done a different day and you have your guys do all kinds of other maintenance stuff and all kinds of work around the shop. Now they're, they're working a sixth day. They're working six days now because they didn't take that rainy day off. So I know a lot of guys probably do give, you know, you're thinking, what are you talking about? A lot of guys probably do automatically give most of their guys um, that rain day off and okay, now they have to work on a Saturday potentially. And they're like, man, that sucks. I would have rather been able to work on the rain day. You know, I wish it didn't rain that day so they could have had Saturday off or whatever, but they're still getting their five days. It's like, okay, well you can have Saturday off and so-and-so can work for you or we can get it done without you probably, but, uh, you know, so-and-so is going to get some more hours and you're not going to get your hours, you know, like, um, so those are, those are outcomes of that too, but above and beyond all that, who's going to be the one that's going to be left to do all this maintenance stuff, you as the owner. And if you're the owner operator, meaning you're the only one doing all this stuff, then that's definitely you. Then you're then you're not getting a day off, and you're working a sixth day. And people, oh, that's fine. You know, survival of the fittest, gr- hustle and grind our lives away. Yeah, that's that shouldn't be the end goal, guys. You know, like rainy days shouldn't be an excuse to work a sixth or seventh day. That's that's taken away from your family, your friends, your health, your you know the other things that you want to do, and ultimately your business because it's going to make you more tired by the end of that, by, by that sixth day in a row, you're going to be like, oh man, even though you weren't cutting grass or, or trimming shrubs or spread mulch or something on that rainy day, you were still mentally working and potentially physically, if you're, you know, in your shop or storage or garage and you're manhandling equipment and you're moving stuff around and you're changing blades and you're doing oil changes, you're scraping decks, you're doing all this stuff that you should have been doing regularly anyway. And now you're trying to get all caught up. That's still, that's a little tiring. You know, it could still be physically uh, exhausting and definitely mentally exhausting. If you're doing a bunch of, now you got a, a gazillion quotes that you saved up for this, you know, that you got behind. Now you're going to do all of them and send them all out. Now you got all these backlog of invoices and this and that maybe that you got to 
deal with and respond to emails and that's mentally taxing. So how about just not save all that stuff for a rainy day and just come up with a plan to systematize your business so that you don't have to do all these things on a rainy day. You can just take your rainy day off. You know what I do on rain days? I take my wife out for lunch. So now she looks forward to rain days. In the past, when I was the owner operator and I didn't have my shit together, she would be upset when she'd be probably more upset than I was when, when there was a rain day because she'd be like, oh, great. You know, one, he's going to be in a bad mood. You know, if, if he's home in the office, he's not, you know, he's just going to be all crabby because now he's got to get do all, you know, he's, he's got to work on an extra day to get all the stuff done that he was supposed to get done that day. And, and, and he's doing all this other stuff still. It's not like he ha- has a day off. He's still doing all these miscellaneous things or he's not even home. He's at the shop or whatever. In my case, storage, you know, working on stuff. And, you know, like she kind of dreaded rain days more than I did in some cases. Now she looks forward to rain days because she knows, oh, I get to spend more time with my husband. You know, we get to go, where are we going for, like literally, like it's a rain day. Where are we going for lunch t- tomorrow? Like if she sees it in the forecast, you know, uh, you know, it's like a joke. Like where are we going to lunch on Thursday? You know, like, and or or if, if it, you know, if we don't get to, to have that fun conversation in advance, it's like that morning or that, you know, that day, it's like, where are we going for lunch today? You know? And so, so it's like, we're turning, I turn, I'm trying to turn a bad situation into a good situation or not, not even a bad situation, like a, you know, an undesirable uh, situation, a challenging situation, right? You know, we need the rain. I mean, in our, in, in the, the environment needs rain in our line of work, we need rain. We could use rain, all that stuff to help all the things grow that we need to trim and, and plants and, you know, it gives life to everything that we do in the lawn and landscape business. So of course we need and want the rain. It would just be great if it rained at night instead of during the day, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? But, uh, you know, that's just not, not always how nature works. Sometimes it works out that way and sometimes more than not, but you're bound to have a rain day. So just think about some of the interesting, in my opinion, interesting things that I might have thrown out here on what could have just been a silly little light fluffy, you know, what do you do on, on, on a rain day or whatever I, you know, ended up uh, titling this episode. But uh, just, just think about some of those things. Like I make rain days something to look forward to. It's an actual day off. I spend it with my, my wife. I don't feel overwhelmed or stressed out or behind because I plan for it. I don't, let things linger and get put off forever. Of course, there's things that when it gets real busy, you know, we get a little bit behind on some, some miscellaneous stuff, reorganizing storage or, you know, dropping some stuff off at Kanabi, you know, outdoor power for them to fix or, or pick some of the stuff up that might be fixed or, you know, whatever, you know, we have backups for backups. So it's not like we're desperate, like, you know, desperately waiting for a trimmer or a blower to get dropped off or picked back up, you know, so we can keep it moving. But of course those things still need to be done. Um, so sometimes those things do get a little bit behind, but, it, it, you know, I, I avoid letting it build up in such a way that we've got a huge list of stuff that has to be done now on a rain day. And we're like, oh, thank goodness there's a rain day because now we have all this other work to do in addition to the work we have to make up for this rain day. Like, no. So that's one of many reasons why I have a four day mowing work week instead of five day, which I know is becoming more and more popular. I hear so many people talking about that now, whether they're million dollar companies down to the owner operators. 
saying a four-day mowing schedule is all that they need, all they want to deal with, too many headaches if you go five days because then there's no wiggle room, you're working every weekend basically, there's just no flex um, for any any issues, whether it be equipment breakdowns, call-outs of equipment, of um, you know, the team members um, that, you know, that call out, uh, so staffing issues, if you have any, uh, you know, whatever weather, obviously, like there's no room to, to pivot, you know, from the, you know, around those things or out of those situations. It's just, now you're just balls to the wall and you're, you're working your butt off, you know, all through the weekend. And, and that's not the ideal situation. You know, maybe if you're trying to grow temporarily, that's, you know, a bandaid or, or, or a step to get you where you need to go, but that should never be the, the final solution is to just hustle and grind your life away. You know, that's not going to help you, your business or anyone around you and your business, you know, or your clients or anything like that. You got to be, you got to take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, you got to take care of your business. You got to have time off. You got to schedule things appropriately, plan things appropriately. Don't overwhelm yourself or your business, your staff, make sure you're just running your business as best as you can, you know, just plan for stuff. If you, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? That's the infamous saying, expression or saying that I've heard a lot recently, and I've heard it plenty in the back, you know, over the years as well. But just think about that. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So just just learn how to plan. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. It just takes a little bit of discipline, routine. The more you do it, the better you get. Check the weather. Stay on top of all the stuff that you need to do. And just, just get after it. But so for me, what's my, what do I do on rain days? I take my wife out for lunch. That's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully uh, there was some value here. I appreciate you guys listening as always. I appreciate uh, the Toro company for sponsoring the LCR media podcast. And uh, hopefully there was some good food for thought there. Again, this, this was my opinion. Everyone has their own thoughts, opinions, and experiences. Everyone's in different areas, different services that they offer, different sized businesses, and so on. But hopefully there's a little bit of food for thought there for anybody that's listening. And that's the whole purpose of why I do this, because I just want to share and hopefully help everyone grow like everyone helps me grow. So hope you guys are enjoying the uh, the holidays coming up on the, uh, the slow time of the season here in, in late November, early December. So keep getting after it whatever you're doing whether it's plowing that snow or blowing those leaves or if you're still cutting grass like me you know whatever 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 you're doing hope you're getting after it hope you're also spending time with your friends and family um, and planning for the following year so that you can get off off on the right track and have another successful year more episodes to come talking about that so i look forward to, to talking to you guys soon i'll catch you on the next episode This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.